Hi Cameron, how are you doing? Great, thank you Morris. Thank you for having me. It's fun your podcast. Oh yeah, and how are, where are you today? I'm in um, the beautiful city of Perth, Western Australia. Um, just in isolation, so yeah, it's uh, it's are you a pretty your, are you are you in isolation on your own? Or are you uh, are you there with the family? I uh, live with my girlfriend, um, Katie. So uh, we're just at home together. Um, my my parents live not too far away from from where I live, but um, yeah, just due to the the, the situation of the way things are, I've um, tried to limit the amount of time that I've spent with them. So, yeah, um, that's kind of my situation at the moment. And obviously, I can't pass this time without passing comment on, you know, what's happening with the coronavirus. So what's happening in Australia and how is it, how is it impacting you? Well, um, I guess the, the, real, the real strength that we've got um, in Australia with coronavirus at the moment is that Australia is a, a big island. So um, I think once we're able to, to shut our borders and control the, um, you know, the people that have come back from overseas and uh, a lot of the, the ships that have, are the cruisers and things like that, they've been um, the majority of where cases for coronavirus have come from in Australia. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, there's someone magic bookcase. Um, magic bookcase just opened behind me, right? <laughs> um, yes, but, uh, yeah, so that's where majority of the coronavirus cases have come from. And, um, you know, it seems like we're getting things under control a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, I guess everyone's got to do what they can, um, control their distancing between people and stay indoors as much as possible. So, yeah, that's where the situation in Australia is. And uh, what about the uh, Australian cricket season? What's uh, what's happening with uh, on the cricket? Are you doing any cricket these days? At the moment, um, our season's actually finished pretty much. Um, so domestically, um, the season missed one game. Um, okay. So it didn't really get hit awfully um, too hard and um, international cricket copped a little bit of a hit. So Australia were playing New Zealand um, at the time when coronavirus was starting to become a big deal. So they played one game with no crowd and then after that it got um, completely called off. So the, the future's uncertain. I think Australia are meant to play some games in the UK um, in a few months' time and also in uh, Bangladesh as well. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens really. I guess uh, it's hard to know, but at the moment it's probably all looking a little bit unlikely. But, you know, I'm uh, keeping my fingers crossed because, um, you know, we, we all want to play cricket. And how are you keeping yourself fit and keeping yourself active and you know, mentally attuned for, uh, you know, for what might happen next. Because you're back in Durham soon, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So I'd sign, I'd sign to play cricket with Durham. Um, at the moment, that season's been postponed to the 28th of May. Okay. So we'll see, um, we'll see what happens there from that, that space. But um, fingers crossed the world can miraculously recover quickly and, and sport can get back on. Um, schedule. One thing that's been really easy to notice is how how huge sport is for people in their lives. And now that it's been taken away, um, not just professional athletes that perform, but fans that enjoy watching and you know literally base their lives around it. It's been um, it's been quite a quite a big deal. But um, 
yeah, apart from that, for me, I've just been trying to keep myself as uh, fit as I possibly can. So, you know, training's a good way to make you feel tired before you go to bed at night time. Um, also, to just to just I don't know, just makes you feel good and keeping good nick. Um, been doing a bit of reading. Um, I've got a few little programs that I'm I'm going to do. So uh, I've got a bit of a passion for yoga. So I've I've put together a few videos that I'm going to um, use to hopefully uh, post online and, and do some things in that space. Um, I've had some requests for some from people, um, so that that's been uh, really good planning that out. And um, yeah, just I guess spending time with uh, with Katie, uh, my my girlfriend. Um, that's been good, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. How, how do you, you know, obviously as a professional athlete, how do you structure your day? How you know, do you, you still kind of have the physical and mental uh, exercises or, you know, are you just like the rest of us and kind of just lay about and watch the TV? Uh, I definitely don't lay about and watch TV. Um, maybe of an evening I'll watch a little bit of TV after I've had my dinner, but um, I generally, you know, I've got a bit of a routine when I wake up in the morning. Um, I like to sit and meditate um, first thing out of bed in the morning. So um, I've got a, I've had a, quite a long journey with meditation in my life. But I've uh, there's a teacher in Perth that I, I met a few years ago, and I've learned a lot of things from from my teacher there. So um, I've you know tried to put together a, uh, a practice where I'm consistent with um, because I actually learned something recently. Like you can overthink. A lot of things you do in your sport, you can actually overthink like the simple processes of meditation, mindfulness, and stuff. So, I'm. Uh, we've, we've talked about this. We have talked about this to an extent, and I think it'll be something that pops up a fair bit in our chat. But um, <laughs> that's kind of what what my routine looks like a bit in the morning. Um, myself and uh, another teammate of mine who lives uh, really close around the corner from me, we've been doing a bit of training together. In the mornings um, and then uh, yeah I've just been yeah spending time uh, you know reading um, reading some books and some material that I'm into keeping in touch with friends and family um, and then usually in the afternoon I go for a run or um, do some more training um, like there and and then relax in the evening so that's kind of what it looks like at the moment and you know, when obviously as a, as a professional athlete, you know, how important do you think mindset actually is? You know, how much weight do you give it? You know, how much consideration do you give it within your typical preparation for playing or for being involved in the game? Yeah, I think mindset's everything. I think, um, I think it's not, it's not just, um, it's not just the intense focus that you want to try and bring into, into playing you know, for me, it's playing cricket. It's not just that really intense focus that you want to understand and harness and then take out into the sporting field. It's actually, it's everything that you do in your life. It's, uh, you know, it's the ability to understand that, you know, I don't need to be focused now. I need to be relaxed. I, I uh, you know, I need to, um, you know, I just need to keep things really simple right now. I don't need to analyse too much. And I think that's, I think that's what, um, I think that's what mindset really means to me. Uh, it's um, it's not something that you do well all the time, but uh, I think having an understanding of of all those concepts hopefully can you know can allow you to harness as 
best of mindset as you possibly can for, you know, whatever moment of the day that it brings, whether it's, you know, for me walking out to, to bat in a big game or, or just sitting at home, um, you know, not needing to, to do anything at all. And, you know, where has it worked well for you and where has it worked badly for you? Um, <clears throat> I think, um, I think for me, I've had a, um, a bit of a, I've had a big journey with, with mindset. Um, I've, I've tried lots of things. Um, I've tried to put into practice lots of things and there's been times where that's worked really, really well. Um, and then I guess in the process of trying to really strengthen that mindset even more, you, you then do other things to make sure that you're not being complacent, you're not um, being lazy and things like that. And then sometimes those things don't work, sometimes they do work. So, um, you know, I think for me last year, I had a really good mindset when I was playing at Durham um, County Cricket Club, for example. Uh, that's where we actually met. Um, I did, uh, you know, some really good good work there. I was really simple with how I was preparing. Um, and, uh, you know, I wasn't always successful every time I went out, but I felt really, really trusted um, in what I was doing. And, um, you know, at times I probably was really hard on myself but you know I think what followed on from that really showed me how good my mindset actually was in that period of time last year um, and then where it didn't work very well was probably when I then took the step up and went into the national team mm. and um, I certainly think I, I over over complicated things I um, tried harder um, and uh, I didn't, looking back on it now, I wish I'd actually done the complete opposite. I wish that I'd just kept doing what I was doing at Durham. And uh, I wish that I'd walked out in, uh, you know, test cricket and, and taken the game on much more than what I did when I was playing there. And, you know, hindsight's a, a wonderful thing. But, you know, there's two really strong examples of when my, my mindset was really good and then when I... Um, yeah, when I, I probably, um, yeah, when I, when I let myself down. And, you know, we, we've obviously had many conversations uh, in the pub mm. and in many other places. Uh, but, you know, what would be interesting for people who are listening, you know, when we talk about mindset and when we talk about that kind of muscle memory, what that means to you, how, how you apply it and why sometimes it works for you and why sometimes it doesn't work for you. Yeah. Well, muscle memory for me is literally just doing, um, you know, I think highlighting the skill that you're trying to replicate and doing it over and over and over and over again. Um, and, you know, particularly for me, when I got dropped from the test team last year, I literally, and I mean literally, took that message on board to an absolute T. You know, um, I had some... Uh, you know, I had some issues with my technique that I felt that I needed to to get better at. Um, and you know, the muscle memory piece for me there is to literally do that skill over and over and over again. And um, I definitely did that this season, but it didn't um, necessarily um, replicate into uh, you know success and just mounts and mounds of runs because mm. at the end of the day. I'm a batsman and my job is to 
to score runs and to score big runs. But, um, you know, for me, I was still holding on to that, that practice and that muscle memory that I was trying to develop. And it meant that, uh, you know, when I went out and played in games, I, you know, I just wasn't as clear and I wasn't as present to the ball that was coming down at me all the time. So, um, you know what, this season, it might, uh, that might have been the outcome of that, but it also doesn't mean that, um, you know, in the years to come, that, that that practice that I was doing won't work in my favour. So um, that's the positive out of it. But, um, yeah, yeah, certainly interesting. And, and, you know, so Cameron, you know, I, I, you know obviously I, I, I understand some of these things, but, you know, just to help other people that may be listening. So when we mm. talk about muscle memory and we're not just talking about the physical aspects, either the physical preparation, we're also talking about the mental preparation and, you know, why it is so important that, you know, your brain, which is a muscle, you know, why we're trying to build memory into it. Um, and, you know, I don't think I would be unfair in saying sometimes you overthink, right? When, yes. you know, when people like me are, t- you know, saying, stop it, stop it, stop it, right? Um, so, you know, how does it feel and, and why do you think you do that? Because I think it would be, you know, it would be important for people to understand you know, and, and, and again, we've had this conversation, you know, that failure is not part, it's not the opposite to success, you know, but failure is part of the success journey. And it would be important that people kind of get some learnings from your journey um, as to why, you know, that memory muscle mindset sometimes just doesn't work for you. I think for me, um, being really honest, I think it's something that's quite subconscious to me. I think it's something that I've done for, a long period of time um and you know i'll be really honest since um you know we've since we've met and done a lot of work together i think i've um you know understood a lot you know i don't think you completely understand but i think i've i've certainly been able to analyze myself a little bit in in a way that i hadn't done before and um you know that's been a little bit um frustrating at times um but i think that's all part of the the learning, the learning process. And, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that, you know, sometimes I just strive for, to be perfect for perfection, you know, to be able to find that really clear, um, you know, mindset that's going to work every single time. But, you know, the truth is that perfection doesn't exist, but you know, that, um, the, the excellence that you strive for that does. So, um, you know, that's been something that I've had to, to understand, you know, with myself. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, sometimes you've got to overthink some things to realise that, you know, to come back to the beginning to go that, oh, where I was was actually, you know, where I was meant to be before. But, you know, hopefully the more wisdom that you uh, accumulate as a person the you know the times where you overthink to where you're just completely present and trusting what you're doing hopefully the the gap between those two um becomes closer and closer yeah and, and you know and and i think that you know for somebody who's worked with you you know you're 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 you know unbelievably committed you know you're a phenomenal trainer you know you're willing to learn sometimes to learn too many things too quickly, right, in a short space of time, but you're willing to learn. Um, you know, you have a, a fantastic desire. You know, 
do you think that, you know, and, and a lot of people are very similar to that. Do you think that kind of one of the challenges is just to relax into who you are, just to trust yourself more, just to rely upon what the work that you've done rather than continuing to try and practice, push, work harder when you're in that zone? Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. And, um, you know, I had a pretty humbling, uh, humbling event happen to me about, you know, three or four weeks ago where I lost my team. I lost the spot, my spot in the uh, Western Australian state team here in WA. And, um, you know, I reckon it wasn't until that moment where I'd lost my place in the team that, you know, a lot of the mental energy and physical energy that I'd been exerting for a long period of time with, trust me, with a really good intention at heart, the intention for me to get better, um, it literally just all crashed down on me. I felt really tired and, um, you know, I sort of, I guess everything became really strong reality that I'd, I'd done all this really hard work, but um, it hadn't it hadn't worked in, in a way as well. And, um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that, that was really strong. Um, but, uh, yeah. Mm. And, you know, you, you, most people will know you, um, you're right? mm. so, you know, the journey that you've taken and some of the events that have actually occurred. And, you know, I don't want to play back through those events, but, you know, I think that the important thing is, you know, what is the learning? You know, so what have you learned from those events? You know, if you were if you were talking to a group of people and you were saying to them, you know, it's been, you know, if you it's been a, a difficult journey, you know, you've had the media on you, you know, you've had the losses, you've had the the shame, the embarrassment, all of that stuff, right? Um heaped upon you. And you know, some of it I know uh, continues today, right? Um uh, but you know, what would what would be the learnings when in your reflection, and, and what would you teach other people when you say, "This has been my experience. This has been my learning." You know, I hope very few people get the opportunity of repeating it. But you know, mm. this is what I would take out, and this is what I would share with you. Yeah, well, I think um, a big moral of what happened in that time was this idea that you know you need to be true to yourself. Um, that was something that I found really really powerful um, learning curve, um, you know, under, under pressure um, and sometimes when we're just, you know, really comfortable in the environment, maybe at times that we're in, we, um, you know, parts of our character and our decision-making come out and, um, you know, certainly in South Africa, I wasn't as true to myself as I could have been. Um, and I've, you know, I've, I've said that before in a lot of, um, you know, articles and things that I've spoken about. Um, and, but the other, I guess that's, that's, that's me. The other, the other thing, the other opportunity that, that it gave me was a bit of a, an initiation, I guess, to, to really take a, take a look at me and, and what I, uh, you know, I guess what I wanted to stand for a bit as a man moving forward after that. And, um, you know, I definitely had times where I, um, you know, I, I did that really well. And, and I, you know, even today, you know, I, I even felt like that experience was so traumatic that there was nothing that could touch me um, moving forward from that. But the truth is that, you know, life's lived in this moment and each moment has its own challenge and I'm still learning today. Even some mistakes that I 
um, you know, with within myself and my character. There's even times today where I catch myself going that, you know, that's not what I want to be. But, um, yeah, it was traumatic. But um, I think you've got to go through experiences like that to, to become better. And um, it was public. Yep, it was humiliating. Yep, I was embarrassed at times. Um, yep, I sat in my room and I sulked for a bit um, about where I was and everything like that. But, um, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And, um, you know, I guess uh, you can't dwell on all the negatives. You got to, you know, turn it into your favour, and, and that's mm-hmm. what I've tried to do. Mm-hmm. And 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 you've done that very well. And and you know, I, I can talk to that from a, from a personal experience point of view. Um, you know, um, on the reflections that you've had, you know, the analysis that you've actually done, the way that you've diagnosed what occurred, why it occurred, you know, the responsibilities that you took, and and the personal ownership that you took. Um, and your willingness to kind of build forward from there. Um, you know, and I, I, and I, I would say that's kind of a, a fantastic achievement. You know, and I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, we look at the problem rather than, you know, what the outcome is. And the outcome is, you know, I think you're a great human being. And, and, and that talks from, again, personal experience of having, having, having actually met you. And, you know, as I've said to you many times, you're a learning machine. You just want to learn. Sometimes you just want to learn too much. Right, um, and that's kind of the conversations that that we have sometimes. Um, mm. What's next for you? Well, at the moment, I'm sort of uh, hopeful that the candy cricket season can get underway, and I can uh, get on a flight to the UK and um, play some cricket. Buy, for buy me a pint. I will buy you many pints, Morris. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that's sort of on my radar there. Um, apart from that, I'll literally just be in Perth, um, keeping myself fit, uh, um, hopefully just, uh, you know, relaxing, um, as much as I can, um, having, you know, having some routines in place. I know in times like this, it's, can be really difficult to, um, you know, to be in control and to, uh, you know, everyone loses their routine and things that they like to do and stuff, but, you know, having to put together a routine for the situation that you're in is important. So I've, I've uh, done my best to, to make sure that I keep that normality and, um, and yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully just prepare for, um, you know, when, when my time the back to cricket begins again and hopefully it's sooner rather than later. I, I, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. And I'm sure that, you know, you know, both I and, and, and people who are listening will, will, will wish you every success. You know, I have no doubt that you'll be back in the Australian team. Uh, I have no doubt that you'll have an impact upon the Australian team. Um, you know, I have no doubt that you've learned from the experiences that you've been through. You know, I can personally testify to the amount of work that you put in in order to, uh, you know, to learn from that and to grow from that, both as a, as a cricketer and as a human being. So I, I thank you uh, for joining us today and uh, sharing with us uh, your thoughts and your ideas, your honesty, and uh, your ambitions for the future. So, Cameron, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, Morris. Appreciate it, mate. No problem. If you're interested in change, mindset, and personal development, whether in your personal life or career, you can head over to morristuffy.com forward slash resources, where you'll be able to access loads of inspirational material. 
articles, podcasts and motivational thoughts, as well as meditation and visualisation exercises. You can also get in touch with Dr. Maurice Duffy and his team by email on letstalkatmauriceduffy.com. And don't forget to follow him on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. Simply search for At The Beak Squawks.